The prophet Jeremiah whose name means God has appointed, Ref, Smith's Bible Dictionary slash Bible Hub, is best known for his prophetic messages given to him directly by God, which he then relayed to his fellow people in Judah. The central theme of his message was a warning to Judah and its leaders about God's coming judgment if they did not return from worshipping false gods and engaging in wicked practices. The entire scope of Jeremiah's mission and words recorded around the time of the 600s BC, however, was much broader than just for the Judah society of his time. Even at that time, Scripture tells us that Jeremiah was addressing both rebellious, revolting houses, i.e. of Israel and Judah. And, in fact, God also gave him prophetic messages pertaining to the entire Babylonian kingdom at the time. Of course, Jeremiah's prophetic words proved accurate in his day, but then so many of his prophecies also have direct application for our current last day's time period. You may have seen on this site, in my prior passages, that I have often quoted from the book of Jeremiah. To effectively describe how Jeremiah's anointing character and his mission was timeless, and much more broad and profound than just merely a prophet of his time to his Judah people, consider what God told Jeremiah upon calling him. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Jeremiah 1:10. It is clear that Jeremiah was established as God's servant to fight in the kingdom war. While many in today's watered-down pulpit like to focus on a label for Jeremiah as the weeping prophet, the truth is that he was incredibly strong in his own battle in his day. The scripture above shows him to be a prophetic persona of Jesus, the King of Kings, but also of end-time servants, Jacob and David, as well. In this current passage part 1, I will focus primarily on Jeremiah, the person, since his dialogue with God and his own life circumstances as God's appointed servant tell us much related to helping understand what will take place in these end times. Content provided in this passage related to Jeremiah's personal story is divided into the following sections. God's anointed servant versus the evil in his day. Jeremiah's persecution, travails and wrestling with God. In each of these sections I will link what we are told through the prophet Jeremiah, his life and his story, to our current last day's time period. In fact, Jeremiah's personal story is very much an uncanny picture of last day's servants of God whom I have written about frequently on this site. If you are familiar with the likes of last day's Jacob, David, and daughter of Zion, then you will notice the similarities. Here and I will occasionally provide supporting, Comparative scripture about these end-time servants to demonstrate their similarities with Jeremiah. God's anointed servant versus the evil in his day. To begin, just like those in the small Judah remnant flock of our own last days period whom I have described as God's elect and chosen, Jeremiah in his anointing becomes, a messenger for God, a lone, desolate voice for God's truth, and a dividing line between righteousness and corruption. I describe these aspects of Jeremiah's life in separate sections below. God's anointed servant and his messenger. In my recent series of God with us, in these last days, I showed how God is with Jacob, his Jacob army, and his small Judah remnant. Just the same, it is clear that Jeremiah has God on his side and is God's anointing just as the meaning of his name suggests. From the start, Jeremiah appeared to experience somewhat of his own spiritual birthing just as God's last days children do. God called Jeremiah in his youth, at a time when Jeremiah replied, I cannot speak, Lord, I am a child, Jeremiah 1 6. Here, God replied. Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. Jeremiah 1 7. In fact, we find in Jeremiah's life that he was God's key prophetic messenger to his people, including standing at the temple and outside of the king's gates with incredible courage to communicate a very unpopular message in his day. Jeremiah went from his childlike state to being able to speak boldly so that all, i.e. the priests, 
prophets and all the people, Jeremiah 26 7, would hear God's word. God had assured Jeremiah that he would guide him in his message as follows. And whatsoever I command thee thou shalt speak. Jer.1-7. You will recall that this is the very same instruction that Jesus gave to his servants in his day, and is applicable to last day's servants. Jesus said. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. Matthew 10:19. Jeremiah was a messenger in the midst of a hostile enemy and certainly experienced his share of occasions being delivered up. God heard Jeremiah's appeals and concerns for himself and his people, i.e. thou heard my voice, Lamentations 3:56. Just like we saw with end times Jacob, God reminded Jeremiah that he was with him and told him, Fear not, Lamentations 3:57. God said, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord, Jeremiah 1:8. Jeremiah as God's messenger in his day was equivalent to today's last days Judah remnant raising a banner in a revealing message of today's, Antichrist Chaldean, lawlessness and iniquities. Similar to Jeremiah, their team member, end times Jacob is shown to be a courageous messenger for God in these end times. I have shared the following scripture about this previously. Who is blind, but my servant? Or deaf, as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as the Lord's as servant? Is. 42 19. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword, in the shadow of his hand hath he hid me, and made me a polished shaft. Is. 49 2. I have addressed at length on this site the last day's spiritual war of today's Jacob army versus the Antichrist Chaldean army. Jeremiah encountered the same kind of evil Antichrist spirit in his ancient day in his own nation of Judah. His righteousness and God-fearing nature was fundamentally at odds with them. Again, God reassured him here. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Jeremiah 1 19. Recall that God promised to deliver and uphold in righteousness and times Jacob in our last days as well, giving him strength of a unicorn and that of a young lion to his prey. Desolation is a consequence of walking with God. God foresaw Jeremiah engaging in this spiritual battle over the course of approximately 40 years and spanning three of his contemporary king's reigns. God also foresaw Jeremiah's coming desolation as a result of this fight. Recall that current days Jacob and the daughter of Zion also become desolate. God gave His anointed servant Jeremiah some special instructions for his personal life. God told him not to marry, thereby also a preventative measure against having children, Jeremiah 16 2. God then warned, all their parents and kids shall die in this place, Jeremiah 16 3. God was protecting Jeremiah in the midst of the spiritual war virtually the same one of our current day, one raging in our current day that destroys and divides families. Recall that this is an intentional strategy of today's Antichrist Chaldeans. Jeremiah found out firsthand why God instructed him not to have a family when he observed the following in his days Judah society. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our houses to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless, our mothers are as widows. Lamentations 5 2-3. They ravished the women in Zion, and the maids in the cities of Judah. They took the young men to grind, and the children fell under the wood. Lamentations 5 13 In fact, Jeremiah himself was made desolate. Jeremiah lamented, God, has turned aside my ways, he has made me desolate, Lamentations 3:11. Eventually, desolation also happened to the house of Israel slash Jacob. The following prophetic laments by Jeremiah in Scripture foreshadow the desolation of last day's Jacob. You will recall that last day's Jacob fights while all alone and desolate in his own David versus Goliath battle versus the Chaldean enemy of his day.
the Lord hath swallowed up all the habitations of Jacob, and hath not pitied, he hath thrown down in his wrath the strongholds of the daughter of Judah, he hath brought them down to the ground, he hath polluted the kingdom and the princes thereof. Lamentations 2 2. My tabernacle is spoiled, and all my cords are broken, my children are gone forth of me, and they are not, there is none to stretch forth my tent any more, and to set up my curtains. Jeremiah 10 20. This kind of desolation and abandonment of God's people at the individual and family level then and now signals a coming desolation and abandonment of societies at large. I have described before on this site the last day's strip vineyard of the house of Israel, especially across the country of Israel and the nation of Babylon U.S., specifically, as an ominous sign for what is coming for both of these nations. Jeremiah as a dividing line. Jeremiah, as we know, and as shown in his laments, cared deeply for his people and land of Judah and interceded often. Much of his inner turmoil and struggle came from his sincere caring about his land and people, yet having a divinely led understanding about troubles that would come on them due to their disobedience and worshipping false gods. Jeremiah summarized as follows how his people were far from their God. You have planted them, yes, they have taken root, they grow, yes, they bear fruit. You are near in their mouth but far from their mind. Jeremiah 12 2. Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets, all my bones shake, I am like a drunken man, and like a man whom wine hath overcome, because of the Lord, and because of the words of His holiness. Jeremiah 23 9. In his position as an intercessor between God and His people, Jeremiah himself became a dividing line. In fact, God told Jeremiah that if he remained faithful that he would make him a brazen wall. Jeremiah described how he became a derision to his people and remarked, I am their music, or taunting song, Lamentations 3:14. Recall that Jeremiah's and Time's counterpart Jacob is also despised and rejected. Meanwhile, the following scriptures show the depth of Jeremiah's own grieving. Woe is me, my mother, that thou hast borne me a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. I have neither lent on usury, nor men have lent to me on usury, yet every one of them doth curse me. Jeremiah 15:10. Cursed be the day wherein I was born, let not the day wherein my mother bare me be blessed. Wherefore came I forth out of the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my days should be consumed with shame? Jeremiah 2014,18. Jeremiah's position, although faithful and loyal first to God, caused him anguish and distress in his life. Note the worldwide scope of Jeremiah's stance in the first scripture above. Similarly, due to the Jacob-Judah remnant raising their worldwide banner in these last days, we are told that Jacob and the daughter of Zion face their own share of taunting and scoffing. This comes as a result of enormous Chaldean society pressures for not bowing to today's version of Baal. So Jeremiah in his day experienced severe travail and distress and became desolate as a result of his unpopular stance that was considered to be disruptive to his land. His blinded adversary, especially the powerful leaders of Judah, called for him to be killed, and proclaimed. Therefore the princes said unto the king, We beseech thee, let this man be put to death, for thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war that remain in this city, and the hands of all the people, in speaking such words unto them, for this man seeketh not the welfare of this people, but the hurt. Jeremiah 38 4. In addition, Jeremiah's own family abandoned him. This reminds of Jesus' own family members turning on him, as well as Jesus' words about how, especially from his time forward, families would be divided. This includes abandonment by friends as well. Scripture tells us this kind of abandonment would be the case for end times Jacob and the daughter of Zion. As for Jeremiah and his time, specifically, God tells him. For even thy brethren, and the house of thy father, even they have dealt treacherously with thee, yea, they have called a multitude after thee, believe them not, though they speak fair words unto thee.
Jeremiah 12 6. Of course, the lesson here is that communicating God's simple, hard truth will clearly divide in a society that is given over to false gods and evil practices. Jeremiah's persecution, travails in wrestling with God. Perhaps not surprisingly, since Jeremiah was made an outcast and had become an adversary to Judah's leaders, he was then heavily persecuted. As a result of his persecution, he became dismayed but then turned back to God his source of strength for rescue and deliverance. I describe this part of Jeremiah's story below. Jeremiah's persecution by the Antichrist spirit of his day. Of course, you are aware of Jeremiah's various terms of imprisonment and being held captive in the king's court. Powers in the land even had him put in stocks and then also thrown into a cistern-slash-dungeon to be left for dead, prior to his rescues. All of this was because of his threat by communicating God's truth to Judah's powers. Jeremiah remained imprisoned until the day he was freed by the king of Babylon, who was at least somewhat sympathetic to his cause. Think of the irony here. Also, consider what I have mentioned before about the small Judah remnant flock in these last days. It could be that they are not freed from captivity in Babylon U.S until invading forces come. Meanwhile, what is much less often discussed is the persecution and captivity Jeremiah suffered in his day when he was not formally imprisoned. Jeremiah dealt with the same, age-old, evil Antichrist gang-led tactics and persecution that King David suffered before him, and that Jesus experienced after him, via the Antichrist Pharisees. This is the same Antichrist spirit that exists today. They still fight with the same tactics. You will recognize Jeremiah's experience with this gang is highly similar to what the Jacob Judah remnant experience in our last days as I have described previously on this site. This timeless persecuting spirit of the devil serves to lie, accuse, destroy, steal and kill. God says His people in Judah at Jeremiah's time proceed from evil to evil and do not know Him Jeremiah 9 3. Jeremiah responded to God. For the land is full of adulterers, for because of swearing the land mourneth, the pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. Jeremiah 23:10. This organized mob gang's tactics represent at least a part of the mystery of iniquity, kept a mystery because they are all things that can be done unseen, and in secret. A blood oath policy of no talking also helps them to avoid law enforcement and the justice system. Altogether, this cabal protects criminal activities that are highly organized and coordinated, especially in our current day with matrix-aided technology. Even in Jeremiah's day, he found that this conspiracy was wide-reaching. You will recall that Jeremiah first recognized the problem among the common people, but then planned to go to the leaders, thinking they would be of help. I will get me unto the great men, and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord, and the judgment of their God, but these have altogether broken the yoke, and burst the bonds. Jeremiah 5 5 of course, Jeremiah found out quickly that the evil Antichrist slash anti-God of Israel spirit was deeply ingrained, even in his own society of Judah, of all places. Judah's own false prophets, priests and other mighty men were his biggest enemies. Even the somewhat sympathetic King Zedekiah felt powerless to help in Jeremiah's situation, saying. Then Zedekiah the king said, Behold he is in your hand, for the king is not he that can do anything against you. Jeremiah 38 5. The king likely either had pledged an oath of loyalty to the same gang or was fearful of the consequences about going against their mob-created public opinion and slandering of Jeremiah in the day. Attacks that cause personal destruction. You will recall that this Antichrist spirit-led gang uses their mouths and their organization's larger megaphone to destroy an individual. Their accusing involves slander, lies and subsequent taunting. God says, they bend their tongues like their bow for lies, but they are not valiant for the truth. Jeremiah 9 3. Jeremiah at one point in his persecution observed, 
The enemy has magnified himself, Lamentations 1 9. As I stated above, Jeremiah said, I have become their music, Lamb 363, and he said further in this same passage. Thou hast seen all their vengeance and all their imaginations against me. The lips of those that rose up against me, and their device against me all the day. Lamentations 360-62. Their tongue is as an arrow shot out, it speaketh deceit, one speaketh peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in heart he layeth his weight. Jeremiah 9-8. Jeremiah also described how he was mocked and slandered by many. In typical Antichrist form, Jeremiah's enemies falsely accused him of things such as joining the Chaldean enemy. As I showed above, leaders also accused him of weakening the hands, possibly implying the morale, of the men of war and people in the Judah society. Antichrist spirit tactics against a targeted individual always have one clear intended outcome. That is, to destroy that person. I have showed another of their age-old tactics is their targeting, setting up and framing people to intentionally cause their stumbling. Jeremiah remarked, my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, Jeremiah 2010. He also said that his enemies were glad when they heard of his troubles, Lamentations 121. These Antichrist enemies watch and catch people in their trap, which perpetuates their ability to mock and play on that individual's fears, guilt, shame, etc. Jeremiah was likely referring to his own situation in dealing with these setups as follows. And the Lord hath given me knowledge of it, and I know it, then thou showest me their doings. But I was like a lamb or an ox that is brought to the slaughter, and I knew not that they had devised devices against me, saying, Let us destroy the tree with the fruit thereof, and let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name may be no more remembered. Jeremiah 11:18-19. Then said they, Come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah, for the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. Jeremiah 18:18. 18, 18. Jeremiah experienced targeted individual persecution and hunting by a bloodthirsty enemy. He said that his enemy hunted him like a bird without cause. Lamentations 3:52. This is unconventional, secret, evil-spirit-influenced warfare. So, in the Antichrist's gang strategy of ultimately causing personal destruction, making an individual desolate, as I discussed earlier in this passage, is a key step along the way. Those persecuted become outcasts as Jeremiah described as follows. Thou hast made us as the awe-scouring and refuse in the midst of the people. Lamentations 345 Part of making an individual desolate is a psychological tactic with the intended effect of making individuals who do not give in to their shakedown attempts feel like they have been left behind as an outcast in an otherwise civil society. This of course feeds the ongoing lie that continues to build until Jesus comes to crush and eradicate this evil kingdom. Jeremiah's Travails and Sorrows While Jeremiah described his enemy's tactics as those above, he recognized that it was God himself who brought the affliction, which Jeremiah referred to as the rod of his wrath, Lamentations 3:1. It is possible that the Apostle Paul's thorn in the side was similar to Jeremiah's affliction, especially considering Paul's keen familiarity with the kingdom war in his day. I have described previously on this site how God uses this evil Antichrist cabal to afflict and persecute his people in order to bring discipline, course correction or contrition. Jeremiah recognized that it was God who chose to afflict him and he describes. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone, he hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait, and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways, and pulled me in pieces, he hath made me desolate. Lamentations 3 9-11. As a result of God disciplining Jeremiah, and persecuting him through Antichrist spirit tactics, Jeremiah recognized his transgressions. Jeremiah called these his sorrows and his wound, 
with the latter term also being used prophetically for God's last day's servants. Several times in Scripture, this term even applies to societies at large that God turns over to an antichrist spirit affliction as a result of their transgressions. Jeremiah lamented as follows about his own transgressions. The yoke of my transgressions is bound by his hand, they are wreathed, and come up upon my neck, he hath made my strength to fall, the Lord hath delivered me into their hands, from whom I am not able to rise up. Lamentations 1:14. Woe is me for my hurt. My wound is grievous, but I said, truly this is a grief, and I must bear it. Jeremiah 10:19. In addition to the above, Jeremiah rhetorically asked consideration by his enemies if there be, any sorrow like his sorrow. Jeremiah described that God had, sent a fire into his bones, spread a net for his feet, and turned him back, Lamb 1:13. Jeremiah asked for God to heal him. Recall how we are told that Jeremiah's end times comrade Jacob is crushed and made as a guilt offering. There may be various reasons that God chooses to afflict his anointed, righteous servants such as Jeremiah and Jacob. You will recall end times Jacob is God's faithful, loyal servant who intercedes for his people, but that he is still heavily persecuted by God. In Jeremiah's own prophetic words about the future Jacob, he said, God, burned against Jacob like a flaming fire, which devoureth round about, Lamentations 2 3. At least part of what Jeremiah experienced himself as God's fierce anger could be a somewhat lesser example of what Jesus would ultimately do by living a perfect life, and then making atonement for his people's transgressions as a result of his persecution, culminating in his death by crucifixion. Jeremiah's wrestling with God. Jeremiah's desolation and persecution at the hands of the Antichrist who of his day caused him to wrestle with God, and to plead with, and appeal to him, about his cause. Jeremiah in his pleading reminded God of his service to him. Jeremiah appealed, I have not hurried away from being a shepherd, Jeremiah 17:6. for thy sake I have suffered rebuke, Jeremiah 11:15. I am called by thy name, Jeremiah 15:16. and you have seen my wrong, judge my righteous cause, Lamb 3:59. Jeremiah was seeking understanding in the midst of his confounding situation. He questioned God, and at one point claimed God, has removed my soul from peace, Lamentations 3:17. The following scriptures demonstrate Jeremiah's wrestling and pleading. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed, save me, and I shall be saved, for Thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, Where is the word of the Lord? Let it come now. As for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow Thee, neither have I desired the woeful day, Thou knowest, that which came out of my lips was right before Thee. Jeremiah 17 14-16. O Lord, Thou hast deceived me and I was deceived, thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed, I am in derision daily, every one mocketh me. Jeremiah 27. Thy words were found, and I did eat them, and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, nor rejoiced, I sat alone because of thy hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual, and my wound incurable, which refuseth to be healed? Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar, and as waters that fail? Jeremiah 15 16-18. Because of Jeremiah's wrestling, it appears that he went through a time in his struggles when he actually said, I will not make mention of him, God, nor speak any more in his name. Jer 20-9. Part of Jeremiah's wrestling was asking God to see his righteous cause and his persecution at the hands of his enemies because he stood up for God's word. I could only surmise that it is possible that in his wrestling Jeremiah appealed to God with words similar to, you called me Lord, and sent me forth, and here I am in deep trouble as a result, please help me out now. Jeremiah's Return and Redemption God, 
as always, will be there when his people seek him in return. He told Jeremiah. Therefore thus saith the Lord, If thou return, then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me, and if thou take forth the precious from the vile, thou shalt be as my mouth, let them return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. Jeremiah 15:19. Jeremiah did return to God in somewhat of a picture of what God's righteous, small and large, remnants do in the last days. Jeremiah came to a realization that God was with him the whole time, and had shielded and rescued him many times from his fierce enemy. He realized God had also answered his earlier prayers and had heard his voice, Lamentations 3:56, such as when he called to God out of the low dungeon, Lamentations 3:56. Once Jeremiah realized God's incredible grace that was upon him, we are told that he humbled his soul then. 3.20. He celebrated in his own heart, recognizing God's mercies and compassions, and said, Great is thy faithfulness, Lamentations 3.23, and moreover that the Lord will not cast off forever, Lamentations 3.31. In his return, Jeremiah acquiesced as follows. Let us search and try our ways, and turn again to the Lord. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. Lamentations 3 40-41. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in Him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeketh Him. Lamentations 3 24-25. If you know the story of God's end-time servants, and their similar challenges and travails to Jeremiah's, then you can see how their prayers may be very similar as those above, especially once they realize God's redeeming power in His kingdom promises for His faithful servant children. For example, God told end times Jacob. Thus saith the Lord, In an acceptable time have I heard thee, and in a day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and give thee for a covenant of the people, to establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages. Is. 49-8. Notice how this above verse about last days Jacob is very similar to God's anointing of Jeremiah that I stated at the beginning of this passage in, Jeremiah 1 10. Tilda. In part 2, I will continue with the story of Jeremiah, including his intercessions for his people and asking God for justice. Prophecies that apply to these current last days will continue to be included in the course of Jeremiah's story. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.